Pearl Jam covering a Didi Ramone song from the later portion of the Ramones recording career that was I Believe in Miracles. Pearl Jam from live at Benaroya Hall recorded in October 2003. Well that does it for the morning train today. Thank you for riding along and until we meet next Friday at 10 a.m. This is J.D. Buell saying, make it a great day for someone. of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's our cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah.
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment we're in both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Jump Miliano from behind, but he was too big to get bombed. He wanted to help that little fucker anyway. He's 
forever getting me in trouble down at the St. Agnes Grade School where we go. It was the warmest October day that I ever saw today, so we skipped practice, Tony and Yogi and I, and decided to take a little ride down to the ferry and over to Staten Island. After polishing off a hero at Lucy's, we hopped on the back fender of the 2nd Avenue bus and rode down to the ferry basin. Once I fell off a bus like that on a sharp turn and almost got my balls crushed under the back wheel, but this ride was smooth enough and we got off and deposited our nickels in the turnstiles and were off. Just as the boat is pulling out of the dock, Tony takes out a bottle of Carbona cleaning fluid and a few rags and suggests that we do a little sniffing to get high. I was up for the idea because Carbona is one of the finest cheap highs you can get, even stronger than model airplane glue. We slipped up to the top deck of the ship and wet our rags and raise them to our faces. After four deep whiffs, we were sailing someplace else. Bells ringing through my ears and little lights flashing through my eyes. I pictured myself paddling across a river with black water. Only the canoe was going backwards instead of forwards with clouds that were faces laughing spooky funhouse laughs which wouldn't stop echoing. More sniffs and more freaky visions, the ringing bell sound just getting louder the more I breathed this stuff into my lungs. I kept it up for about 10 minutes, but by then I was getting too dizzy to handle it and I had to fling down the rag and make it to the side rail, sick as possible. I began puking wildly. My eyes felt like bowling balls, and they were watering like mad. Tony and Yogi had done themselves in too, and they ran over to join in the ceremony. Then we recovered enough to hear shouts from the bottom deck, and wiping off our eyes, we realized we had zeroed in all over the head of some dude. More unfortunate was the fact that the guy was fantastically huge and looked horribly pissed. We wasted no time in making it for the nearest hiding spot, knowing the guy would be up after us any second. We got to the other side of the boat and did a quick Steve McQueen act over the rail and down to the lowest deck. Then we ducked into the bathroom and into the last toilet stall, locking the door and sweating our balls off. We hung on in there, reading the little penciled-in obscenities until the boat docked. After about 10 minutes, we sent Yogi out to see if the coast was clear. He came back and signaled us out, and we ran our asses off the boat through the terminal onto the nearest bus. We came to a nice park somewhere in the middle of the island and played ball with the local lames all day, taking on everyone, even guys as old as 16 or so. It was almost dark when we caught our ferry back to the city again keeping a sharp lookout for our friend and vowing we'd never sniff that stuff on any ferry again.
like rats. Beautiful rats. Put them on the brink, the outer edge of insanity, past bleeding or tears. The ones you choose haven't cried since they fell off the slide. Usually they've been so abused that you wonder if they can take anything. Back to kid yourself into thinking that one of them will be able to tolerate so much that you'll actually fall in love with their pain tolerance. You're dead wrong there. That'll never happen. Like rats, things get a little vicious. Talk them back to Earth again. Yeah, sure. Throw them some straw to cling to, whatever. So you can fuck them and start it all over again. The guy I knew used to drown his pets so that they were just on the other side, and then he'd rescue them. The memory he gave them was a smiling, loving face pulling them out of the barrel, laying them on the grass, dust coating their muzzle. He did it in secret for a couple months off and on, but we knew that he really loved something about those dogs, whatever. It's because he knew what they could take. He was impressed. He'd stroke them, pet them, hold them, whisper in their ear. Then he'd drown his dog or his friend's dog again. He did it in a big 50-gallon drum that we used for trash cans. His dad would bring them home from the shipyard. Greasy pieces of lettuce floating with particles of who the hell knows what. Anyway, he showed me one day what it was that got him off. Here's his fourth grader. With bleeding scratches and bite marks on his brown arms, laughing in this unfunny way, and crooning to these yelping, desperate, writhing doggies. Sooner or later, he'd get him. He was fucking inexhaustible. He'd take hours to catch a dog. You could tell what was on his mind. They'd hide, but they'd have to show up at the wash pail and eat the scraps and dry dog food sometime, right? In fact, he knew that they knew he knew, and that made it better. He'd say, you fool. As he'd grab the dog and drag him away. I'm gonna drown you, Fido. I called every dog Fido and asked me why. Pretty soon the hose would start spinning this greasy mess of water around the barrel. You'd get them in. And you don't know how long it takes for a Labrador to drown. You don't measure it in minutes.
Flat Black Plastic is the show you're listening to on the Mutiny Radio.fm coming to you directly live from the Not So Sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. This show is uh, Epitaph for the 500 Club. God rest you. Good bar.
to the last stop on the line at 207th Street. It's like I was taking a trip to Albany or something, and I'm glad I brought along this sports magazine to break the boredom. So I'm reading this piece on how Bill Russell is going to eat up Wilt the Stilt and all is well until I reach 125th Street and onto the train stumbles this old Irish drunk, and he sits right next to me smelling like a brewery and laying this gibberish sob drama on me. It never fails. Like, I hate these old peckers, but I think they search through trains looking for me, you know? Because in a half-filled car, they'll always pass up anyone else and come right over to me, either cursing insane, bumming coin, or worst of all, the old sob routine. The trouble with me is I never had the nerve to tell them to fuck off or go find another seat myself. So what happens is that after about two stops or so later, I'm really involved with the dumb story the dude is laying on me, though I can't understand half of what he's saying. 
and I, I even start rapping back like, yeah, yeah, I, I know I know just what you mean. The same thing happened to a man I knew, and, and he became a drunk from it, and blah, 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 etc. You know, taking the dude really serious as if he were making sense. This particular guy today took the cake. He kept leaning all over me with his drooling mug, telling me how he killed his wife by accident by dropping a big mirror on her head as they were putting it up together or some shit like that. And every 10 seconds, sticking a bottle of Twister in my face, asking me to take a drink. So anyway, as usual, the transit cop comes along at 181st Street, kicks the guy off the train, gives me this pathetic, sad wave goodbye as the train was pulling out like he was thinking, who's gonna listen to me now? And I felt blank and sad, like always after that happens.
cold shower helps. So does the thought of lunch. Pro football players eat well but wisely. Lunch is a refreshing meal and light. No one wants to eat too much because there's still another practice on the day's schedule. Usually lunch starts with hot soup and a cool salad of lettuce and tomatoes. But there's no spicy dressing for the salad. It's too hard to digest. Next come cold cuts like ham and roast beef, assorted cheeses, tuna fish and bread and rolls. Players can drink fruit juices, lemonade, iced tea or even hot coffee. No milk at lunch though. A pro training camp is like a football school. Players spend more time in classrooms than they do on the practice field. The rookie who fails to do his homework with a team playbook soon falls behind the rest of his teammates. The playbook contains hundreds of plays and formations. It is also a guide for training camp rules. It gives the schedule for meals, the time of meetings and other helpful information. Rookies often study their playbooks in their dormitory room after lunch. The playbook is never far from their reach. There is time after lunch for other things too, like writing letters home, or reading a book, or maybe a friendly game of cards. Players also use this period to take short naps before the start of afternoon practice. By 2.30 in the afternoon, most of them are on their way to the gym to get their ankles taped and to suit up for another long practice.
Flat Black Plastic Mutiny Radio dot FM where all the sound you hear is from plastic that's flat and black and full of grooves.
Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. Every who down in Hoover liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Hooville, did not. The Grinch laughed in his throat, and he made a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat, and he chuckled and clucked. What, what, a, what a great Grinchy trick. <laughs> With this coat and this hat, I look just like Saint Nick. <laughs> All I need is a reindeer. The Grinch looked around, but since reindeer are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the old Grinch? simply said, if I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he called his dog, Max. Then he took some red thread and he tied a big horn on the top of his head. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he hitched up old Max. Then the Grinch said, Yep! And the sleigh started down toward the homes where the Hoos lay a snooze in their town. Every present 
Hey, hey, <clears throat> hello, is uh, is this thing on? <laughs> hey, it's uh, um, it's Bug House Square. It's Mini Radio. It's um, it's Tuesday. Uh, that was a good set. That was that was uh, uh, Radiohead from Kid A. Side one, cut one. I got this great record. It's like a it's like a double ten inch, and there's like you know two songs on each side, so it's a little you know, 10 inch across instead of 12. It's kind of cool. Gatefold. Nice. Uh, I like those little things. Those little things make me happy. Um, doesn't take much. 
Although, uh, <laughs> man, so you washing your hands? I am like, uh, I'm trying, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a picker, man. So uh, that's really that's a struggle for me. But I don't know. We just have to keep uh, cool heads, right? Um, sometimes it's like, God, all right. Uh, am I equipped? Can I do? <laughs> can I do this? If I get this thing, uh, can I do it? Um, yeah. Um, I'm, you know, eating good, trying to ready myself for the, uh, possibility. Yepper. Hey, um, again, I got it. It's, uh, it's, it's pledge month, week, uh, year. Well, if you come in through the website, there's a GoFundMe. If you can drop a few bucks in there, that's like so good. We're really struggling. We had a, actually, uh, we just finished up a comedy week. Comedy Festival, the fifth annual. Pam Benjamin from uh, Joke Workshop and uh, the Friday night. Um, uh, what is it? Friday night's uh, comedy showcase and um, comedy clubhouse, I think it is. That's it. And um, But they did a, a thing all week, and I had a couple uh, uh, comics on um, last show. So you can check it out. They were, uh, I chuckled. Um, and there was some decent stuff. I came in, you know, and I, uh, Friday I, I worked last Friday. Everybody's got to volunteer for a couple hours running the board and whatnot. And um, it was, uh, it was good. I mean, it, uh, everyone busted me up a couple of times. So, um, I mean, for me, it's like, I mean, you know, you really can't expect us to be like laying on the floor. I mean, it happens. But to get uh, to bust up a few times, that's good. I got uh, definitely got my money's worth, and there's a lot of potential there, a lot of good uh, talent. Um, it's an interesting thing. You get to talk talk to them, you know, because it's all you know, it's all they're all very just kind of starting out, or they're not like famous, you know. They're and it's like anything else, you know. Um, uh, it's probably you know more of a love for uh, the art than. Uh, Payoff, although you know everybody's expecting to get paid, but you know it takes a while sometimes. Uh, so that was that was fun. So you can go back and and listen to any of those and those of you who came. That that's great. Uh, um, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. Hey, take a break from the social isolation and come out to all jokes. The daytime outdoor comedy show at All Good Pizza in Bayview on Saturday, August 22nd at 3 p.m. Where Drea Myers hosts a super funny lineup of comedians. Grab some brick oven pizza and enjoy the show in an outdoor courtyard with plenty of room to be physically distanced. See you soon at All Good Pizza for this tremendous outdoor comedy show at 1605 Gerald Avenue in the Bayview. That's all jokes at Good Pizza with Drea Myers, Saturday, August 22nd at 3 p.m. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. 
From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Italian, and we brought you fascismus with Mussolini, and before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering Nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes 
every Monday from 6 to 8. That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hey you, poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling, he was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch, and, uh, and, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't. I'm just not. I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys. Are the end times upon us? Not yet, my friends. Please. This is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing. Despite of their size, please, please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mutinyradio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio GoFundMe and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. LSD, fap, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, 
we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes,